WBNE. Howdy, Oaks. Before we get started, we want to wish you a happy and merry holiday Christmas, whatever you celebrate season. We celebrate Christmas, but that doesn't mean you have to. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you want to support us in the new year, head on over to Patreon. Dot com slash bacon and eggs. It's a great way to support your favorite podcast. And hey, maybe you don't don't support us. Maybe you support somebody else, but you find them because we told you to go to Patreon. And we don't get anything from that, but I am warmed in the heart. And it's not about getting something. It's about letting your general see you perform for the last time after 10 years away. So yeah, on with the show. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edchill. And today we're saving Christmas. Oh, I remember just calling in a favor for an old friend. It's a dream of a white Christmas. And get everyone, set your watches, synchronize for Pine Tree Vermont. Because today we're bringing you White Christmas. disclaimer before i get into the uh i don't feel like we have to do this i feel like when podcast hosts do this and then they explain why they're doing this it's like a huge waste um but we're both ill and it's not the it's not covid at least not for me uh but i am propped up on some alka-seltzer mine is at least part of a result or part of a related to COVID-19 because I got my booster shot yesterday in conjunction with my flu shot. And I think I also got sick on top of that. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. I'm just uh, got a whole cocktail of icky floating around in my body right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, White Christmas, directed by Michael Curtis, came out October 14th, 1954, which was a brisk 24,540 days ago had a two million dollar budget made 30 million at the box office it is 77 percent critic rating and an 88 percent audience rating on rotten tomatoes and a 77 on metacritic ethan you've seen this before you know how to score it i need to hear your score first because i think it will color my score uh first of all i've got a a negative review here from a professional critic um from a that writer is a segment that we do. I appreciate that. An unnamed writer from Time magazine on uh, October 25th, 1954, who says a big fat yam of a picture richly caddied with Vista Vision, Paramount Sanctuary Cinema Scope, Technicolor, tunes by Irving Berlin, massive production numbers of big stars. Unfortunately, the yam is still a yam. I will say if we had watched Harvey this week, I think that would have been a better move. Okay. Interesting choice. What do you think that time staff writer thought of Harvey? Uh, those are two completely different movies, Tyler. I know, but they're under the related movies tab here on IMDb. Are they? It's the number one you might also like is Harvey. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Have you seen Harvey? No, but Harvey's one. Like, I listened to the Anthropocene Review and I read the book and like, I'm familiar with Harvey. Okay. Well, Harvey is a better movie than this. That's not. Yeah. That's like, but that's, that's, I I understand that you're, you're not quite versed in old cinema as it were, but that is literally apples and oranges. Um, Harvey has no Technicolor in it. None. It is black and also white. Martin Chilton of the Daily Telegraph in the UK says a good musical with a lot of star power. That it? That's it. Yeah, neat. that's the whole thing. Neat, Four out of five neat, stars. Neat, 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 neat. Um, boy, man. <clears throat> so this is not a good movie, right? Um, okay, I'm glad. It's like, is it like a so bad it's good kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. I, a- I was watching. I was like, man, I, this people love this. And like, I get it. Veterans from World War II are not the same as Vietnam vets and Afghanistan vets. Not that, like, I'm not going to get into that at all. But I think there was a certain heroism that that maybe isn't as propagated now. But I was like, man, what is going on in this movie? People watch this every single year? Yeah. I've seen it twice already this year. 
Dang, it took me two and a half weeks to watch this movie beginning to end. Well, that probably didn't help the overall perceptive. I didn't dislike it. Let me be clear. Like, I, it'll be over a 50 from me. I can tell you that. We're in the top 50th percentile. Go, oh, good. Excellent. I'm glad. This is a 95. <laughs> 95? Yeah, okay. This is a 95. Uh, uh, I, I, I love this movie deeply. Um, it is not, it's not good. It's not perfect. Uh, it doesn't even try to be right. It's just a, it's a big old musical mess. Um, but it is just so, I don't know, man, there's something about it. It's, it's just, it just brims with X factor. So I'm me. actually kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I know I just said, I didn't think this was fantastic. I think that's just cause I didn't particularly enjoy it very much. There are facets of this movie that I would give a hundred percent to truthfully. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not I'm not against that by any means, but there are also facets of this movie that I would give an absolute zero. Yes, the set design uh, in that first scene where they're supposed to be in Germany might be the worst set design ever in a movie. Correct, like ever. They didn't even try. I, I understand I had a hard they're time like following who was who. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that they're like this. Uh, this movie, you know, takes place ninety percent not in Germany and ten percent in Germany. It's like it's like it's like a, it's ninety five percent not a war movie. But this the first scene is literally like there's bombs and stuff. Yeah. So they definitely were like, we don't know, we don't have the, we can't just like fly the crew out to Germany. This has to be done this on the soundstage. There's a big crew too. Yeah. A lot of people in this one. Um, I thought some of the dance scenes, specifically the ones between Danny Kay and Vera Ellen, were fantastic. Yeah. I thought those were amazing. Yeah. When Bing Crosby would stand still and sing, I feel like this is something people are like, oh, I love that about those Rat Pat type guys. I hated that. Really? Just shut up. Yeah. I think his voice is fine. I'm not dissing that. But like, don't just stand there. Give me something. Okay. Well. That's this that's, is a small critique of American military uniforms of the 20th century. I don't love it when uh, officers wear their hat on a tilt. I think that's like a thing and they're supposed to do that. Um, but I've always thought it looks dumb. I don't think they're supposed to do that. I think that that's the like the movie parlance for like he's edgy. He's oh, not you your so? he's not your typical officer. Um, Which he's not. Was, he is. He's you know a a Broadway showrunner. Yeah, I'll tell you what I did like was all the spangly outfits. I thought that was fun. there were lots of there were lots of spangly outfits. Um, there were songs for absolutely no reason. Yeah, um, just like just like musical numbers from like a different musical that were in this. Yeah. That's something I miss about old cinema, to be honest with you. I yeah. feel like this movie isn't the only culprit where I love it. The very first Danny Kaye and Vera Ellen song they do together where they, they step away from the ones, you know, the sort of performance stage where you're yeah. inside the movie and they step out onto what looks like they're filming a Broadway stage. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I love that's one of my favorite things about old cinema oh we is is that transition yeah i i stick by the the old movie musical uh yeah. i i really do i love these movies uh unabashedly um you oh, know i give it a 75 by the okay way. i can live with that but we we lost we as we as a hollywood lost the plot of the movie musical for a long long time i think we've kind of got it back a little bit for sure it's tough to say because lynn makes all of them right or is it like involved in some way? Right. Like there have been two movie musicals that came out this year that I've seen so far that give me hope for the world. And that's In the Heights, A Tick, Tick, Boom. One written by Lynn, one directed by Lynn. Yeah. Oh, and there's another one that Lynn's not involved with called West Side Story. I don't know if you heard about this one. And, and it, it is getting rave reviews. Is it? I've heard Spectrum. I've heard... Some very negative reviews of this film. It opened on Rotten Tomatoes at like a ninety-seven. Did it really? Okay. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't been following the story. Yeah. And like, like critics go, and it's a Steven Spielberg movie, right? Like, it, it critics, but critics going out of their ways to, uh, praise it. Yeah. 
Uh, it's at a it's sitting at a ninety three right now. Two hundred ninety six reviews. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Evangelista has a podcast just about Spielberg, and he doesn't even review Spielberg type films. Um, he does horror. That's weird. Um, I, I mean, but yeah, no, so like, I, I don't, I don't want to change your mind about this movie, right? Like I have no desire to, to argue your score. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I've been told that there are a few Christmas classics that excel, including, and I didn't see a lot of them. My parents weren't classic movie buffs. I have now seen this one and it's a wonderful life. Yeah. I know as a child, I liked Miracle on 34th Street. Um, Miracle on 34th Street's great. The original I, one. I haven't seen it since I lived in Franklin County, so it's been at least 21 years. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and I'm 29. No, but I mean, that's um, just, that's like a, that's a good old fashioned, like, elf type good time. Yeah. Um, people talk high praise of Muppets Christmas Carol. I don't know how old that is but i've heard it's very good i haven't seen it um i like the mickey mouse christmas carol but i don't think that falls under classic territory uh but yeah so i've seen i think i've seen the two big hitters honestly when people want to front and say they love a classic movie as their go-to christmas movie yeah it's this and it's a wonderful life yeah and to me this while I could totally watch it every year, and if people were like, oh, it's White Christmas Night, I'd be like, cool, yeah, let's do it. Does not hold a candle to It's a Wonderful Life. No, no. But that's that's what I've said about Harvey, right? Is that's not the point. Like, right. It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, I, I watched it the other night, right? It, it is it is heavy. It is a big movie. It is two hours and 11 minutes long, and you feel every minute of it. Um. You know, this is not It's a Wonderful Life, and it's not trying to be. The, the bar, this it, they're different bars, right? It's a, it's a different weight machine <laughs> entirely. Right. This is just Christmas fun. And it, it doesn't, I don't have to, to feel the way I feel about It's a Wonderful Life. I also don't have to feel the way I feel about, uh, like like Christmas Vacation or Home Alone or The Santa Claus. You don't like any of those, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. Yeah. Christmas Vacation is one that I, if I'm, if it hits me right in the right mood. Yeah. I mean, same. Man, I'm in. Same. I don't dislike it. I prefer regular vacation, and it's not one that I watch every year. Um, and honestly, I did like this whole group of people being like, it's the best Christmas movie in the world out of nowhere. The last like 24 months has really taken me by surprise. What, um, Christmas Vacation? Yeah. I'm surprised you feel that way. I think Elf has made a comeback I didn't expect. Elf never went anywhere. I think it did. I no. think for a minute there no. it, was, it was a little quiet. That star has always shined brightly. You got a lot of kids, a lot of people our age being like, yeah, no, absolutely, unequivocally, Christmas Vacation, best Christmas movie. Out of nowhere. People that did not hold this opinion two years ago. It's good. Yeah, I don't like what that says about the the zeitgeist, though. What that the sort of like raunchy that that's the yeah right in like gross. the world of in the world of Klaus and Ted Lasso that that's people's favorite Christmas movies. Oh, Klaus. Oh, um, right. This is also not Klaus. This is a this is maybe with the exception of like. Uh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I think this is the lowest stakes movie we've ever covered. I don't know. We've watched a lot of movies. Uh but like even in like happiest season, like people get upset. Yeah. Well that one girl, uh 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 George Clooney's mom or whatever. Aunt. Aunt. She's not thrilled throughout a lot of it because I mean, she she's not, but also she did that to herself. Oh man, this was like Dear she was John being nosy, Hansen. but not nosy was it enough. Not, was it not, Dear John Hanson? Uh, what? Do you see what I did? Like Dear John, like letters to soldiers. Ah. but then Dear Evan Hansen, like it all happened because of a misunderstanding. Right. Yeah. 
you know, Rosemary Clooney uh, did that to herself, right? Like Rosemary, like uh, Bob Wallace didn't. Music. Bob Wallace didn't hurt her in any way. He didn't do anything wrong. I think my biggest gripe with it, and I feel like I'm coming down on this a lot. I enjoyed it. It's it is what it is. Next year, you should it. watch it just like in a row. I should, yeah. Um, my biggest gripe is uh, not really a gripe. I'm not actually upset about this because it was 50 years ago. Um, but Vera Ellen didn't sing her own lines or her own songs. That's yeah, the- that was pretty common back then. That's like Zac Efron in High School Musical 1. Yeah. That has lower stakes than this. Uh, they're basically the same movie, and no, it doesn't. But it's basically the same movie. So th- was this the Because or- like, Gabrielle is upset because of her own nosiness the whole right. time. This wasn't the origin of uh, White Christmas. No. It had been around for about 10 years when this came out. Yes. Um, was this the origin of there is a... B and B in Vermont, and we must revitalize it for the holidays. Yes, this was the original so, Hallmark movie. Okay, yeah, I thought so. I mean, this or like Holiday Inn or Christmas in Connecticut, I would say, or, or Harvey. sort of the same. Not Har Harvey's not a Christmas movie. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's about a big imaginary rabbit. Not about yeah. Santa Claus. Um. Yeah, Harvey. But yeah, this is basically like the original. Uh, I guess technically Holiday Inn was probably the original. Um, Freaking uh, Hallmark movie. So Holiday Inn was the, the the movie that song the song White Christmas was made for. Yes, because so Irving Berlin and Bing Crosby were on the set of a movie called Top Hat. Okay. And Irving Berlin was like, "Hey, Bing, I got this song for you. It's about Christmas." And Bing's like, I don't want to do a Christmas song. And so Irving Berlin plays it for him. And he's like, it's going to be a hit. And Bing's like, it's not. The song sucks, man. And he's like, okay, well, you know, we got you hired for a movie. And you're going to sing the song in the movie. And he's like, all right, whatever. And then it was a huge hit. Yeah, I mean, it's still around. People still it's be still, singing that. It's still, yeah. Michael Buble uh, has made a cover, I think. Oh, yeah. I can see him doing that. Lots of people cover this song. I remember, so we did like a, I remember, and I don't know where this comes from by any means, but, um, you know, we used to, when I was in elementary school, we used to do like a, like a school Christmas concert thing, right? And one time, and we would, we sometimes would go around to, to like old folks home to sing for them. And we had a version of white Christmas that had like a verse before the chorus talking about, talking about like palm trees and living in Los Angeles and wanting to be home for Christmas. And like, I don't, I've never heard a recorded version that had that verse. Hold on. What? The sun is shining. The grass is green. The orange and palm trees sway. There's never been such a There's day. There's never been such a Beverly day Hills, in Beverly Hills, LA. Hills, LA. But it's December the twenty fourth, and I'm longing to be up north. I yeah, dreaming. and like I, I don't know where that came from. Like I still remember the words though. I don't know. I can't believe you remember the words to that. Well. It's because it's been like, because I've never heard it elsewhere, right? Like ever. Yeah, it's like every year at Christmas, you're listening to the radio and they're like, you're like, did this song just start? Yeah, like, it's just There's like, a verse before. I this. feel like I've been I'm being punked constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like eventually, Essa Kutcher's going to show up and be like, hey, you remember that stupid song we made you sing? <laughs> when you were eight? <laughs> we got the whole world to pretend it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. We went back in the tapes, changed White Christmas. Uh, so, what did you think about this movie? Tell, tell, tell me the truth, the the God's I, truth about this. Movie. I liked it. I like you know. I like the the. When it came on, I was like, "Oh God, 
War movie. I can't believe this has lasted this long. It's not really a war movie. Not really a war movie. Right. Um, I love the relationship between the two boys, Wallace and Gromit or whatever. Uh, Wallace Davis. Whatever. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Their names don't matter. Especially not a private like Davis. Ayo! Yeah, but he saved Bob Wallace's life. Did he? In that scene, it doesn't seem like he saves his life. I would, yeah, I would tend to agree with you. But this is like you going to 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 war and like saving Lin Manuel Miranda's life and being like, "Hey, Lin, you want to be partners?" And Lin being like, "I guess." I, I ge- mean, I guess. Maybe that's where he got Alex Lackamore from. <laughs> you think Lynn went to war? No. No, I don't no. think Lynn went to war. I think Hamilton re- would be a very different story if Lynn was like, I am literally a veteran. Yeah, it would be much more autobiographical. And much, yeah, oh yeah, it would be wild. Would it be much more pro-war or much more anti-war? Guns and horses and drones. I mean, I guess they don't really use horses anymore. I don't I don't know. Guns and drone strikes and I don't know anything about war. I'm not going to pretend I do. I, to some extent, they still use guns and ships. Giddy up. And so the balance shifts. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's what this would be like, right? Like he goes to war and his commanding officer is Broadway legend Bob Wallace. They were all about I did like how the company was all about it It was like, you know, they all got together there at the end and they wanted to watch the show and the spangly outfits and the white Christmas. I don't think you'd get that today. I don't think you would. I think if you took, you know, I, I mean, I guess we have like the USO or whatever. But if you did, like, I don't know. Do you think Jonathan Groff and, oh, what is the dude's name from In the Heights and Hamilton? Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos could get up there and do a USO concert over a backdrop of, like, snow falling in Vermont and get applause? I don't know. Maybe they would. I mean, I think that if... If freaking Anthony Ramos and Jonathan Groff got up in front of a, a you know a war torn backdrop and sang "Gee, I wish I was back in the army" from White Christmas, yeah, they would get some views. You think some good views or some bad views? I do, man. You wish you were back in the army. What about the R Us? What about the R Us? I'll tell you what, Toy, there's a song, there's a song that every time I watch this movie, I'm like, this is aged worse and worse every time when they're like, he does sing that song. It's like, what do you do with a general when he's finished being a general? And they're like, want you to feel bad for the, the four star general that can't get a job. Even though he has a real estate business, a real estate business and, and, and a military pension. Yeah. And he's just bored. Yeah. Back when like things were so good for returning veterans that they just got jobs and all the, the, the officers were like, what do we do now? Wild time. I can't imagine. I know like people are alive who lived this, but I just cannot imagine a post World War II world. Pre Cold War, post World War II. I mean, it was like, like five years, but it had to be a pretty cool five years. Yeah, it did. Boys back from, from VJ day. Yeah. That's why Thin Lizzy wrote that song back in 1947. Was that pre-Cold War era? Well, that's the end of World War II. Yeah. Why? I don't know when the Cold War started. <laughs> off the I top. don't know. They I could, know the Cold War is still around. I mean, it's over, but it's around. Oh, there are p- plenty of people still fighting it. Oh, yeah. 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. So we got a, we we got a love story budding here. We got a love story budding here about how, like, the obvious uh, chemistry between two characters, and then the like not so obvious not chemistry between two characters. My perspective, if you want to know what your boy thinks, uh, Wallace had no business being in a relationship. But but Gromit, Phil Davis, Davis. Phil Davis. and Vera Ellen, that was a relationship for the ages. That was a love story. Until they were like, oh, we're not in love. How could I ever be engaged to you? Yeah. And Danny Kay was like super, super gay. Really? Yeah. Poor Danny Kay. And just like wasn't allowed to like be out. Yeah, well, I mean it was the fifties, man. Uh, for sure. But I definitely think the the writers of this movie like knew and, and gave him a little bit of you know, not wanting to be in the relationship with the woman. Yeah. I didn't know that about Danny Kay. I don't know yeah. who any of these people are, just to be quite blunt with you. Well, I mean, I know who Bing Crosby is. Bing Crosby, mostly famous for this movie. Uh, is that so? Well, I mean, yeah, I would say his claim to fame is singing White Christmas. I'm dreaming. He did a really boring version that everybody loves of Little Drummer Boy, too. Yeah, he was basically like the original Michael Buble, the original Mariah Carey. Huh. I mean, people only ever talk about him at Christmas. Yeah, but they talk about him with such reverence, such respect. You know, Louis Armstrong has a couple Christmas songs, but that wasn't what Louis was. You know, that's true. He won. Uh, Winner, best actor in a leading role for Going My Way in 1944. So, uh, yeah. Have you seen that? I have. Was it good? I think so. I'll tell you one thing. I do love 50s era movie posters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never better. How do we get back to that? I, I don't know. Movie posters have sucked for so long now. Oh my god! Have you seen the Spider-Man posters? They suck. That's the worst thing about the MCU is that what they have done for movie posters. They've had at least two good ones. Yeah, because but most of, of them are Man. like these are all of the people that are in this movie in like a triangle without spoilers with some colors. Yeah. Also, the Ant- of- there's been there's been good like like non-standard posters like the Ant Man poster, yeah, like that wasn't the actual poster. No, no, they don't put that on the DVD. No, they don't. DVD is different. You know, like they didn't put that for for like for serious advertising purposes on the outside of movie theaters. So you watched this <coughs> two times. Golly. You watched this two times this year. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. It's not out of the question to have watched it a third time either. It's important to Caitlin's family. And so it's a Caitlin thing. Uh, no, it was it was a it was a Linda thing. And it, it was also separately a Kelly thing, which is my future mother in law. And, uh-huh. um, you know, it is just sort of transposed over. I would say it's more of a thing for Caitlin's family than it is, was for mine. But it was not. It was like a, you know. Maybe maybe it was like tenth on our priority, where it might have been like second or third on theirs. Maybe first. What would what else would be on your priority? Um, well, we we watched It's a Wonderful Life as many years as we could, so it was like really hard to get a hold of for a long time. Yeah, you couldn't get a DVD or a VHS. You had to just wait for it to be on TV, and yeah. if you weren't home that night, like sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a wonderful life for you. Um, yeah, no, it's a wonderful life for you. Uh, that one, uh, my mom was always a big Scrooged fan. Bill oh, Murray Scrooged. Yeah. Um, the the George C. Scott Christmas Carol, uh, she loved dearly. Um, the Bishop's Wife with Cary Grant, Love Actually, The Holiday, uh, Elf. Um. 
definitely something I'm missing. We were never, yeah, we were never really a Christmas vacation family. We were never really a Home Alone family. Definitely weren't a Santa Claus family. Um, although my my folks did both love the uh, original National Lampoon's Vacation. That's the one where they go to the uh, the theme park, right? Yeah, Wally World. <laughs> Wally World. That movie was so pervasive in my mom's life that I don't think she ever referred to Walmart as anything but Wally World. Like ever. That's. I mean, that's how you're supposed to talk about Walmart. That's. I think that's par for the course these it's days. It's par for the course these days. That's for sure. Um, yeah, big. Uh, big original vacation fans. Would you watch that at Christmas time? No, just no. Oh. Just the, the 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 the. That's sort of where the line, I guess, stopped. So. You watch White Christmas twice. You're going to watch it once more. Potentially. What are you? What are your Christmas plans? Are you going up to see uh, to to see Kate's fam? Yeah, we're going up there uh, Friday evening, like Christmas Eve evening. Oh dang! When do you come back? Uh, Tuesday, I think. When? What is Tuesday? Is that like the 29th? 29th, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so you'd be up there for a little while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because she she works the next three days, so we're bringing the pup. Just gonna be interesting. Um, it, her her parents have two uh, dogs there that are not like the world's most socialized dogs. Well, you got to hang out with my dog, so that's something, right? Yeah, yeah. Pickles did great. Have you been walking Pickles every day? We need like a full on update. Yeah, I've been walking pickles many times a day. Sometimes I've been carrying pickles. He's he's very little. Um so like walk isn't his strong suit right now. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. His current strong suit is bite. Bite. He didn't yeah. bite me at all. No, that sort of came afterward. I tried to get him to bite me. Yeah, I did. He he is um he has been a very nibbly little guy the past two days. Do you lose any moccasins or anything to this? Not yet. Not yet. We've been doing our best to keep him away from shoes and carpets and digits. Digits? Like fingers. Oh. Fingies. Phalanges. Phalanges. Yeah. He is a, he's a big fan of, of nomen on fingers. Uh, it's such a good shape, you know? I mean, it's just ideal. Like the, uh, Right. And like, especially when you're like holding a toy for him and like the line between toy and finger gets blurred pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, He's a sweet little guy. Uh, he he naps a bunch, and when he doesn't nap, he's gotten very uh, very playful, very rambunctious. Um, sleeps pretty good for the most part. Um, you know, doesn't love his crate when we first put him in it, and then he eventually goes to sleep. I have to sit on the floor for like five or ten minutes with him and just like talk to him until he falls asleep. Oh yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Um, but he's a sweet, he's a sweet little guy. He's very soft, uh, very cuddly. Um, he's so small. I he bet is, he's already big. He is, he is not already big. No, he hasn't grown at all. I mean, I'm sure he has, but not noticeably. No, you haven't had to like adjust the collar or anything. No, no, he hates the leash just like as a concept. Yeah. Um, he just does not like having it attached to him in any way. And like, even for just a little guy, he's pretty good at being like a dead weight on the end of the leash. Like if he doesn't want to walk, he's not walking, but he's not heavy enough that like, sometimes I'll I'll turn around and I'm like accidentally dragging him for a foot. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, Oh, Nope. Okay. Gotta stop that. Where do you walk him? I mean, I don't want to, you know, don't give me a street address or anything, but like, do you go over by the tree? Yeah. Or what do you yeah, usually? Yeah. Usually. That's been our um our current spot. Or if I'm like going somewhere, I'll like throw him in the car with me and we'll go uh pee by the courthouse. And then Nice. Um we'll go. Like I took him to Target tonight. Not to like in Target. But like What did what did he do while you were in Target? No, I just did a, like a, a like a curbside pickup. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just ordered something online and went and picked it up at Target. And um, 
So you just sat in the car with me. Uh, we got him a pup cup on Sunday. He loved that. He didn't throw it up? Nope. Nope. Oh, He's only thrown up deep. so far like the, the first or second night that we got him. It's shell um, shock, man. Yeah, it's, no, it's for crazy. sure. Then you're being in the car for three hours going with these strange people and you've never seen anybody hardly before. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be terrifying. He's, oh, he is yeah. a very little guy. Um, yeah. Even when, like, yeah, even when we travel to see people, Sawyer knows he'll yeah. like latch to me the yeah. whole time we're there. Well, our goal is to avoid that. It's to like he because he loves people right now. Yeah, loves people right now, and they love him obviously. Right, they're like, oh my god, Corgi. Yeah, Corgi puppy. We made the LL Bean people's day on Sunday. I believe it, man. Yeah, they were very excited. Holy crap. I was out really there like tiny. 7 a.m. They were setting up and this woman comes tearing across the field and it's just like, is that a corgi puppy? And I was like, sure is. And she's like, can I pet him? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And she petted him and held him. And then she's like, does he want to take a picture on the bootmobile? And I was like, obviously, he wants to take a picture on the bootmobile. And he sat on the bootmobile and let us take pictures of him. And the whole crew came over. That's so cute. Yeah, it was great. Did you buy boots? We did. We did. I was about to say, they make that whole big sale and you leave with nothing. No, we bought boots. What'd you get? Um, sorry. I got a pair of the flannel-lined original duck boot. Like, uh, what height? Like, standard height, I guess? Yeah, the the one that you have. Yeah. They're nice oh. and toasty, nice and warm. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I haven't actually worn them yet, but. I tried him on, uh, but like my back when I my dad bought mine, he was like, you got wide feet. You need me. I need to buy you the extra wide ones. And they just never were comfortable. Because they were like boats. <laughs> yeah, I had to wear like five pairs of socks to fit them. But then you were nice and cozy. I Too cozy. <laughs> I could have walked around in five pairs of socks, my bean boots and uh, shorts and a T-shirt. <laughs> hey, mama. He's right here. <laughs> Little saucy guy. Yep. Horn swoggle. Ooh, that reminds me. As you can see, I'm wearing a Washington football team t-shirt. How's the football team doing? We got to find Is Trap House Sports going to talk about it tomorrow? Absolutely will. Yeah. Uh, they're down 20 to 10. Uh, they, they did Are go they up playing? 10 to nothing. The Eagles division game. We have uh, Garrett Gabbert. No, Garrett Blaine. Gilbert. Oh, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, that former University of Texas quarterback, I think. Maybe University yeah. of Alabama. Four days ago, Alabama, he was on the practice squad. No, he was at Texas. Was Four he? days ago, he was on the practice squad at uh, the New England Patriots. Mm. Backing up Super Mac. Yeah. No, no, not even backing up Super Mac. Backing up Max backups backup. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not great. Okay, we had the ODU kid, Taylor Heineke, greatest quarterback of yeah, all time. Screw, screw, uh, that's not true. He's not even close. Greatest, greatest even, of all he's time. He's not even the greatest quarterback in that game. I would say he's the best in the NFC East, which makes him the best in the league. That's absolutely not even true. The Dallas Cowboys are a better team. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Dallas Cowboys ain't bad, though. They did hornswoggle us last week. <laughs> That's a great word, man. Hey, oof. I don't want to like those videos, but they're so funny. I he he, when he said to Tom Brady jokes. has the mobility of a fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty. He good. watches so many games. How do you watch that many games? He just watches the highlights. No, I think he watches the games. I think he just watches the highlights. I oh man. Do you ever think about you and me going rogue and being like, we're not talking about movies anymore. This is a sports podcast. You talk about this like once a month. I don't think it'd be rogue at this point. No, no, Ethan. Think about it. One day you go to, oh, what did Bacon and Eggs talk about this week? Tiger <laughs> Woods' has returned to the Masters. <laughs> what? Do-do-do-do-do. <sighs> is that our new, only- new sports theme? Is do-do-do-do-do? Bacon and egg center. 
Hold on, listen to this. Oh, I'm on to something here. No, 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 no. That's what that's what being hornswoggled sounds like. That's oh, that's our new welcome back to sports with pig skin and eggs. You know what bacon is, Ethan? It's pork belly. You know what a football is, Ethan? It's pork skin. Now I could go for some applewood smoked pork belly right now. You like the applewood smoked? I don't know that I do. I don't like it when I'm eating bacon and thinking about fruit. Never once have I eaten a piece of applewood smoked bacon and been like, wow, this reminds me of fruit. You never once have been like, this reminds me of apples? No. It doesn't taste like apples. Oh, I disagree. I can taste it. No, that's it doesn't taste like apples, though. That's your brain telling that's your brain making associations that aren't I think there. I just have a more advanced palate than you. I do, don't think you're jealous do. of me. I'm not You're jealous. You want my palate. I just like I don't see the difference between applewood smoked and hickory smoked. Like, I mean, I know they taste different, but like, how is it different? It's just wood. Um, it's the chemicals in the wood. Would it make you feel better if they called it hickory wood smoked? Uh, yeah, I think so. If it was Here's all like question. blank wood smoked, I like original wood smoked. Or just original. I like, we killed a pig just now, and we took its belly out, and then we made bacon strips out of it, and now you get to eat it. I don't think you've ever had that. I don't think I have either. I have ever had, had bacon that didn't go to, like, the Smithfield plant first. Yeah, no, that's probably true. I have had pig, like, roasted, like, apple in the mouth, pig over rotisserie. Like a suckling pig? Yeah, I've done that. Have you? Oh, yeah. Where? When? Why? Uh, you know, Tammy and Joe, they used to have a lake house. Oh. It was the Quattro de Julio. That's and, they, Spanish and they would just, Fourth of July. They would just, they would roast a whole pig? I don't think they would roast a whole pig. They are very, I say this with all the love in the world, they eat very plain food. So that doesn't seem quite in their realm. But somebody who was there would eat roast a, ro- a whole like, pig. Like roast a whole pig, yeah. They wouldn't eat a whole pig. If you ate a whole no. pig, you would die. Yeah. Pigs are big. Pigs are big. Pigs are like like way bigger than you think. If you ate 50,000 bananas in 10 minutes, you would die from radiation poisoning. I think you'd die from banana poisoning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's the radiation that'll kill you. (coughs) I can hear the sound. So Pickles isn't big enough to squeak his own squeaky toys yet. So does he like bring them to Kate to squeak? Yeah, basically. That's amazing. Yeah, so I can hear the sound of a, of a squeaky toy just being having the squeak squeaked out of it from the other room. Because <laughs> look, if he's biting the squeaky toy, he's not biting fingers. Yeah. So, this, but he and, is and that like man, reinforced that, that man like is biting is okay. Well, yeah, chewing the toy. Yeah, it's about what to chew and what not to chew. I'll tell you what not I could never not understand. bite stuff. Listen, I don't want to make this about me because this is a you thing, but one thing I could not understand when I had children was how both my kids and my dogs knew what was the kids' toys and what was the dogs' toys. I think it's a smell thing. You think it's a smell? I think, I think dog the dogs toys maybe. smell like, yeah, that's the thing is I think dog toys smell like dog toys. There's like a I dog say- toy smell. Yeah, so there is that like a Kong big wheel that Dougal, my parents' boxer. Kong has a smell. Oh yeah, but it's like it's like a ball with like a wheel around it. Yeah, Olivia does like that one. She goes and picks that one up and pretends it's a steering wheel. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Oh. Cool baby. But yeah, like I think the dogs at some point just learn that the 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 um. The dogs learn that the kids' toys don't smell like Kong. Yeah. And the kids learn the dog toys are wet and gross and <laughs> And disgusting and broken. Yeah, and absolutely and disgusting. squeaker's gone. Yeah. <laughs> They're also just like very basic toys, right? Like they wouldn't entertain a child for as long as like the Elsa's Frozen playset. It's a great toy. Yeah. But it does not. It entertains a child for much longer than 
a rubber bone. Yeah. Whereas the dog is like rubber bone. Let's go. Does does uh does old pickles like a rubber bone? He does. Do you have a pickle? Do you have a pickle toy? We have not found a pickle toy of appropriate pickle size for him yet. Okay. All the pickles are on the hunt. All the pickle toys are, are large. Large pickles. Do you ever go to the Seven Eleven and buy one of those big ass pickles? I think that's what it's called. Um, and compare it to him, like side by side. He is much bigger than that than the than the Seven Eleven pickles. Okay. I got He's like probably today. if you stuck some legs and a head on two Vlasic jars. He's not quite that round. But he's probably like that long. Do you ever see your dog and say, "Baby, you're so Vlasic"? Oh, oh. Not yet. We're still just trying to teach him his name. So usually mostly most of what I say to him is pickles. Hold on, I'm trying to think of how this will disambiguate over time. Hey, pickles, pickleroni, piccolodian. Oh, piccolodian, that's a good one. Piccolodian's pretty good. Uh, piccolodian, uh, Dion, uh, <laughs> Dion. <laughs> Somehow I've gotten started calling my dog Runaround Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my dogs. Listen, man, I got Sawyer. Who turned into pants? Okay, it's true. <laughs> yeah, Tom Sawyer didn't even wear pants. So far, I've overalls. mostly called him Pickles or like Pickle Boy or My Little Pickly Guy or Squishy, the Great Piccolini. The Great Piccolini is a good one. Um, Piccolo from both Dragon Ball Z and The High Winds. No, I'm not gonna call him that. Uh, I bet you do. I bet Piccolo works its way into the zeitgeist maybe, before Piccolodian. Maybe. No, because you said Piccolodian, and now that's going to be stuck in the in the old noggin. Are you going to call him the orange couch on Teen Pick? No. No. All right. Well, it was worth no. a shot. Do you know that this is a little Bacon and Eggs trivia for you? Uh, about four years ago, we were desperately on the hunt for an orange couch. For our future... Bacon and egg set that we never got. Yeah. And then when I was moving, I was like, oh my God, we can go back to the orange couch thing and we can put the orange couch literally right here where my television is and then record the show from the orange couch in my house. And uh And then you've rearranged that room fourteen thousand times since yeah. you moved in there. Yeah. It's a good room. And that desk has been in a lot of spots. This is a brand new desk I built myself. But no, but like the, the desk, the concept, not the desk. Yeah. The furniture. Like your workstation. Yeah, Sisyphus's desk. Yes. The the desk of Theseus. That's the one. Yeah. How so many... I'm I'm actually this pale. It's not like a white light shining on me. That's what I look like. Right You're just now. that shiny? Yeah. Okay, Tomatoa. I, the lights are all off in this room. Tyler, give me give me some final thoughts on White Final thoughts? Are we done? I mean, it's been an hour. All right. Uh, listen, White Christmas is a banger. Listen, if you pop it in to your old VHS once a year and you got a, one of those RCA VHS televisions um, with, like, with a tube and it's like the screen is as wide as a VHS tape. Here's what you do is you watch White Christmas and then you package that bad boy up and you send it to me because I think it'd be kind of cool to have. And I have some copies of Star Wars I'd like to watch on it. Um, Are you just like finagling for a CRT television right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. they don't sell CRTs at, at Goodwill anymore. They don't? So like, no, Goodwill said no more CRTs. Good Lord. Uh, No, Goodwill. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're so funny, Tyler. Speaking of goodwill, my goodwill here um, in the town that I live in, if you take your clothes there to like donate, they put them out on the floor at that goodwill. As opposed to what? Like taking them to like a distribution center and shuffling them all up and, and putting them out at other goodwills. I don't want to go into... Here's my thing. I don't want to go into goodwill and be like, that's my shirt. People can see my shirt. They know it was mine. <laughs> And they hate me now. I'm self-conscious because I gave away this shirt. 
people know that I gave it away because it's too small for me now. And now that's like, they're judging me. They're probably not judging you. No, they're probably looking at that shirt being like, oh, a medium. Nice. Ooh, a shirt. You don't see see a lot of these at Goodwill. A lot of people uh, gobble these up pretty quick. I bet they're sitting there like, man, but the fat bastard that had this grew out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Mine, sucker. Look at me. I've been on a weight loss journey. Now I can buy this shirt at Goodwill. This size medium. You know, I used to be a large. I just donated my my large clothes, and now I've got to buy some mediums. Look at this great shirt from Polo Ralph Lauren. It's not even got two ponies. That's a single rider. This is a genuine article. Wait, what, they have uh, what? It's not two ponies. It's two riders on the on the knockoff Polo stuff. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I am doing the listener score real quick. Hang on. Oh, I should probably put those all together. I'm dreaming of Harry Styles. Just like the one I knew before. So a lot of people be listening right now. Andrew Scott Bell probably listening and being like, Tyler sucks at singing. He shouldn't. Do that. I don't say that to be mean. I just say it like, honestly, you're not very good. And like, Andy, I agree with you. I'm I'm with you every step of the way on this one. Um, but it's the cold. Usually I'm as good as Bing Crosby. Hold on. Hold on. Hold everything, children. There's a flag on the play. I'm dreaming. I'll tell you what. Um, I, as much as I love the bit where like Vera Ellen and uh, Rosemary Clooney do the sister song, and then Big Crosby, Danny Kay come out in garters and do the sister song. They sing that song one or two too many times in this movie. Oh my God. It would never end. But it does get stuck in your head and I'd be just be so like sisters sisters there were never such devoted sisters never had to have a chaperone no sir i'm here to keep my eye on her what's the rotten tomato audience on this um it is 88 what's the rotten tomato critic 77 that's what i thought okay Metacritic 74. Yep. All right. Listener score. I'm ready when you are. Just to recap, I gave it a 75. Ethan a 95. Rotten Tomatoes a 77. Metacritic a 74. Rotten Tomatoes audience an 88. Making up 75% of our total score. But the last 25% is determined by you, the listener. If you want your score to be in here, you can join our free Facebook group and you can leave scores. It's great. Or you can join our Discord server where you can leave scores and blurbs. And sometimes we read those blurbs. I try to be really good about it and read them every time. And there's a bunch of good blurbs for this one. But I just didn't do it, guys. I just didn't do it. And I'm you sorry. could do it right now. I could do it right now. You know, maybe I will. I'm dreaming. Of a white Lord help the mister Who comes between me and my sister So Chaser of Dragonflies says 90 out of 100 A very good classic with snowy vibes I sometimes used to listen to some of the songs from the movie Also George Clooney's aunt Rosemary I think I got her name right That's how that ends uh, Wolf of the Yellow Gaze says, I just watched it last night. It's a movie that perfectly captures the feeling of a cozy night in during a snowstorm. 94 out of 100. Claire says, 80. What was that voice you did for that first person? That was kind of like a, if Vince McMahon called me up and was like, hey, Tyler, I need you to be in WWE. And then I would come out here and I'd be like, 84 out of 100. How can a guy that ugly have the nerve to have sisters? Yeah, old Freckleface Haynes. Freckleface Haynes. 
Fun fact, that's the guy that opens the pool on George and uh, Mary in It's a Wonderful Life. I'll, I'll get to the moon, Mary. Is that what you want? I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Now let me take your clothes off and refuse to give them back. <laughs> you can get the police down here. Nah, they'd be on my side. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can say that in 1919, George. <coughs> anyway, listener's score is a 92. Dang. That brings White Christmas to an 85.15, which, of course, rounds down to an 85. Uh, let me put these scores. How in does that archive. stack up against Spider-Man? Uh, loses. Bad. Uh, puts it at number four overall, beating out Dune, losing to Encanto, which I think is a fair assessment, to, if, I'm, if I'm being honest with you. Um, what is this called? White Christmas. I loved Encanto. I would watch that every Christmas before I watched this. It's not a Christmas movie. Uh, whatever. But I wouldn't. Um, yeah, so this was kind of an abbreviated episode of Bacon and Eggs, but Tyler has a fever of over 100 and needs to go to bed. What about the hash browns, the old hash biscuits? Are we doing a hash brown? I don't know, man. I figured you were dying. I mean, I don't feel great. gonna make it into work today all right i'll go to bed if you if you know i mean we could do a hash biscuit but i still want to abbreviate the episode okay okay also we were just talking about sports (laughs) so merry christmas everybody hope you're having a great uh tomorrow's christmas eve and then the day after that is christmas enjoy christmas we'll be back next week doing something Probably. Maybe we'll do both the new episode of Hawkeye and the new episode of the Book of Boba Fett as the regular as episode. As a main series episode. Yeah. Maybe. But also, we might not do that. Who knows? We don't. We haven't discussed it yet at all. Nope. Because it's and Tuesday. It's the holiday. Yeah. And Ethan will be gone until the 29th, which is the day before the episode comes out. So we've got to figure something out. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, I'll be gone until the 28th, then. Oh. I'll be gone until Tuesday. Tuesday. I'll be home in time to record on Tuesday. Okay. Well, I'll let you close this out. Merry Christmas. Bye. <laughs> happy holidays. No, uh, yeah, happy holidays for everybody here at WBNE. I hope you had a wonderful year, and we'll be back um, well next week. But then after that, we'll be back with a whole new year of content, twenty twenty two, which is a year that just like doesn't even seem possible that it ever happened. Like that's if you told yeah that's not a year I ever thought would like happen you know like you know what I mean like oh I know exactly like twenty twenty one feels doable for some reason twenty twenty two that's that's horse hockey that's nonsense yeah um, you know that February second twenty twenty two is on a Tuesday Tuesday dang we really should have done Groundhog Day then I know Tuesday the Tuesday twos- Tuesday the tooth. Tuesday. Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Bacon and Eggs. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell and me. Uh, (laughs) Our graphics by Vaishan Brandon. Ethan edits the show. I come here and look pretty. Uh... I'm also what I think what they call an executive producer. <laughs> executive delivery boy. Executive delivery boy. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And in place of a normal WB&E preview, here's a lo-fi version of Jingle Bells.
I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. <laughs>